Welcome to Charmaine Wilson, the Australian Medium Podcast. Good morning and welcome to my podcast. Today is Sunday Soul Sessions where we talk about the afterlife more and what I have garnered in my travels as a medium about exactly what's going on over there, etc., etc. So yes, this is my regular podcast where we talk about love, loss, life and the afterlife and today is Sunday Soul Sessions so it is the afterlife. So a lot, of the, a lot of questions that people have um, when I do my little videos and things is, will my people meet me on the other side? And my answer to that is always yes. I have so – there is so much evidence. I don't know if the 20 minutes is going to be long enough to tell you everything I've got to tell you today, but I'm going to give it a belt, okay? So this is why I – look – First of all, there is the evidence. Now, a lot of you who have, may have lost um, people who were um, terminally ill may very, very well have seen or heard things from, you, from your person that passed away before they passed that gave you the indication. For instance, um, recently my mother-in-law passed away and at the very end she was calling out to her husband. That was the last word she said was Oren, Oren, and that was it. And he, you know, and I truly do believe that he came and collected her or he was always there but I believe that the veil thinned and she was able to walk through and, and meet him in his spirit. And what a wonderful reunion that would have been. I'm sure that the fireworks and the stars would have been just going crazy because that's how I feel that it feels when we do pass. A lot of people say that they're scared of death but I just don't know, you know, I, I suppose I understand. It's a great unknown uh, but everything that I've seen and heard, I, I, I just refuse. I just know that it's going to be a celebration of, yay, you made it. Do you know the same as when someone um, someone um, graduates from high school or whatever, and say, yay, you got through grade 12, yoo-hoo, same. You did life, yo. And I truly believe that they're going to be there to greet us as well. Um, I, and I truly believe that we have a, a life review. I believe that we totally have a life review <clears throat> where we were able to see the way and the, the, how the choices and actions that we, we conducted throughout life affected others. I really, truly believe that. And there's going to be the good, the bad, the ugly in there, but, you know, that's something that your soul has to deal with when you go home. But do they greet us? Oh, my gosh. Okay, I've got so many stories. Okay, the first story I want to talk about is my own mother. Um, when my mum passed away, um, she was the only person I got to say goodbye to, actually, um, in, in all of my spirits. So it was, tough, it, was, it was different for me. I'd never actually watched anyone go like that. I didn't actually see her die because, of course, I wasn't there at that moment. But I want to tell you the events that led up to that. <clears throat> the first thing that happened to me was that morning and my brother uh, – I don't see my brother very often in visions um, and stuff, but he came – I was going up to get some more coffee out of the shop because it had been a real long night um, and this was a Saturday and, um, and, and I got to the end of Mum's Road and I, honestly I could just see my brother and he was like really big, like about like big as a house, crossed his arms and I said, what the hell? I, I said, are you coming to get her? And he said, two. And I said, what is that supposed to mean, 2 p.m., 2 o'clock? What the hell? 
I was just agitated and anxious, of course, because that's how you are when you're losing someone that you love. The actual time that my mother left, um, just before my mother left, my brother and I had had a big argument because he was drunk and so was my stepfather, unfortunately. And we had a bit of an argument about – so I don't even remember what the argument was about, but I was just getting hot-headed. So I left and at that time I was highly addicted to Diet Coke. I'm not anymore. And I went up to the shop to get a Diet Coke. Well, I paid for the Diet Coke and I looked at the docket and it said 157. Within a minute – the phone rang. It was my brother. My mum had just passed basically two o'clock. My older, my spirit brother was right. This is my other brother that was drinking, not my spirit brother, of course. Anyhow, so she passed at two o'clock. And now I was, I, I, I'm totally glad I didn't see her pass away. I don't deal with bodies well. That's just a personal thing. I don't deal with seeing bodies. I just, I don't deal with death as such. I'm a medium. I deal with spirits. I don't deal with death well, Okay. It's just a little secret that the whole world's going to know now. But when I went back back to mum's house and I went to my brother's kitchen, I couldn't sit in the room with her. I couldn't sit. I couldn't sit with her. I couldn't sit with her. And I was crying and crying and crying and all of a sudden I felt a thump on my heart. Now that thump on my heart is also a sign I get when I'm doing mediumship when someone has passed very recently. It's like, bang, I've just gone. And, it, and generally when I'm doing readings, it'll mean they've, they've gone deceased within the last week or two. Um, in this case, of course, mum had just passed. So I sat up and I paid attention. And you, can you believe it? And then the, the next thing that happened was she said, <laughs> ironically, shut up, Charmaine. And, um, and she'd said that a lot during her life. Anyhow, <laughs> and then she took me through the gates, guys. I, whew, what a trip that was. Honestly... Honestly, I'm almost in tears every time I think about what happened that day. I am almost in tears when I think about it because the first person I type of sensed, it was like I didn't see much. I could just feel them. That was just me, but I'm very, very clairsentient. And I could feel my brother, Martin, who had died when I was 17. I could almost smell him. He always smelled like Bruton and, and sawdust with you as a cabinet maker. I could almost smell him. And, um, and, and I, I was just, oh, my God, Martin. Oh, my God. And then my daughter, my God, guys, it was the most emotional thing. It was her. It was so her. I, you can hear I'm almost in tears because I will never forget this experience as long as I live. And, and I lasted in this type of like really weird high. I have reached this high in some meditations but not this high. And I stayed in this weird high for maybe two or three minutes. It could have been 20 or 30 seconds. I don't know. It was timeless. And I knew that my mum was back with my brother and my daughter. And I knew she was happy. And I could feel them. I mean it, guys. I could feel them. They were there. It was them. It was unmistakable. And I felt jealous <laughs> that they had mum. And I felt jealous that I wasn't going to. But I understood at that moment that my mother was exactly where she was meant to be. Despite she was only 63, she was exactly where she was meant to be. Back home with my brother and daughter. And it felt like home. That's my personal experience, okay? I'm going to move on. The stories I've heard and the readings I've done where I have actually seen this happen. 
So I want to go to the stories I've heard. And the first one I want to relay is a story I heard very many, many, many years ago. And when I was first a medium um, and a friend of mine, my Reiki master actually, um, she um, was telling me how when her mother-in-law had passed, her and her husband had gone to visit her in the hospital and she started touching her husband, her husband, the woman's son, um, and she's saying, oh, my gosh, thank goodness. She said, you're real because <laughs> she had been getting visitors from past family members all day. She was, she was um, sharp enough still to, you know, explain to Janet and my friend Janet and her husband what was going on. So she was still sharp. Um, but this, and she died not long after that and the visiting had begun. It's almost like the veil starts to get thinner and thinner and you start to see the ones who are basically hanging up there. Can you, can you imagine? Oh, she's coming. She's coming. Just the same as we are with a baby. They are ultra excited, guys, because they're getting someone back home who they haven't really been able to communicate with for X amount of years because they haven't been able to hear them. Can you imagine that excitement? Whew. Sorry, I get really excited when I think about how exciting it is. Not that I want to die because I love my life, believe me, but I'm also going to love my reunion, as you all are. Let me continue. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. So the next thing, that the next person I want to talk about um, is um, – hold on for a second – Sorry, small interruption. Anyhow, the next person I want to talk about is an old mate of mine called Gary. Now, he unfortunately was passing away with motor neurone disease. Now, <clears throat> we only met when I, I, I had a workshop shop down at a place called Victoria Point, Queensland. And I used to do little teeny shows and um, readings and stuff in this workshop. But it was next door to this guy who was a, a, a type of fashion designer guy. And his name was Gary. Anyway, when he, he was so sceptic. Oh, my God. When he first met me, he said, prove that you're a medium. <laughs> What's going on? Then he said, he explained to me, he said, I've got motor neuron disease and <clears throat> I'm really scared of dying. Is there any way, please? He said, is this really real? So I gave him a freebie. I bought through his uncle and his grandfather, if I recollect, and I got their name, how they died, total description, little things only they knew, an amazing, phenomenal, oh, my God, reading. One of the ones I – you know, one of those ones you just know, you can just see the, the, the hits going hit after hit after hit after hit. And this guy, Gary, he's had no hair on his head and he's just going, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. Anyhow, <clears throat> so he asked me, he said, look, I really do believe now. I believe you've given me too much evidence. So I am dying. Can you come and visit me sometimes and tell me about the, um, you know, ab about your readings that you're doing? He said, just, he said, if you don't mind. I said, you know, well, he didn't live far from me. He said, yeah, not a problem in the world. So I'd go over, I probably only went over three or four times because he didn't live much longer. And and I would tell him the stories. And I remember the, the last time that I saw him, um, no, and I want you to remember I was I was touring and everything, so I would just get to him where I could. The last time I could, I saw him, um, he said to me he was at this time he was having some medicinal marijuana for his pain, and he said to me he says Charmaine he says I was just sitting over there in the garden the other day having a bit of a smoke, and he said and I saw my uncle and my grandfather, and I immediately tuned into them, and I said how far away were they standing. 
And he showed me how far away and it would have been about oh, 20, 30 metres. And in my head I heard one month, one month. I never said that to him. Oh, gosh, no, I'm not that type of person. But in my head I heard one month. And I said, hmm, I said, Vale's getting thinner, Gary, because I told him I'd never stop holding punches. I said, Vale's getting thinner, Gary. Vale's getting thinner. They're getting closer, buddy. And he said, good, because he was in a lot of pain, eh? Yeah. Anyway, the day he died, um, he, I, was, I was doing readings that day, unfortunately, the day he died, and I got the phone call in the middle of the readings. And he wasn't able to speak because by this time his breath was gone. But he's, he, did, he did ring up to thank me because everything I had said was true. And he got his wife to thank me because everything I had said was true. So I want you guys, everything I told him about life and the afterlife is true. So I still get a little emotional about that, you know, that he actually <laughs> rang to say goodbye to me and I'm so glad I helped that man. Anyhow, gosh, I'm a bit of a sook today, aren't I? I feel a bit emotional. Anyway, and now I want to tell you about two readings that I did where the spirits actually showed me how they were greeted by those in the afterlife. So I'm hoping anyone who has a fear of death can understand that. I'm not crying because I'm scared. I'm crying because I'm excited and overwhelmed at the possibilities and how amazing the spirit world is and how alive they are compared to us. It's weird. That's just my thoughts. But anyway, so I did two readings. The first reading that I did was for a young woman and she had, um, yeah, weirdly, she had survived cancer and... Uh, and not long after she had survived cancer, a couple of years went by and she was reversing out of her driveway and a drunk driver cleaned her up and killed her, unfortunately, and she died at the scene. And when I did a reading, I, um, I didn't know that this woman's this father had also passed. Um, and I did this reading and um, she showed me the scene of the accident. She showed me herself getting up and she, was, she, she explained to me that she didn't know what the hell had gone on, what's gone on, she didn't know what had gone on. And the next thing she showed me a man standing there and I described the man to this woman I was in the reading for. It was her dad, right down to the sock protectors. And um, in, this, in this reading that she showed me, he said to her, hey, come with me, love. And she just went with him. She came out of her body and she just she showed me that in this reading. She showed me this fellow with a Kubra hat and a uh, sock protectors and stubby shorts. You guys in, who are Australian know exactly what I said then in English, don't you? But sorry, Americans, it's too hard to explain without losing the thread. But, uh, yeah, and there he was waiting for his girl, his granddaughter. Anyway, so that gave, his, gave the mum of that child a lot of happiness. And the next one, which will always, always, always live in my heart, this one, it was a little fellow and his name was Ethan and unfortunately he was one of these kids that passed away with cancer. I don't know how I don't know how I could ever handle that. Anyway, but this one of these kids that passed away with cancer. <coughs> and um, I did the reading for his mum. I remember it to this day. And um, and she, he said to me, he said, Charmaine, he said, my mummy told me that an angel was going to meet me but there were no angels. And I'm like thinking, oh, my God, how am I going to? No angels? What? So I said, how am I going to say this to the mother? How am I going to say this to the mother? Are you kidding me? So I said, uh, he said, then he continued and he said, there was an old man 
And he said, and it was summer and he was wearing a jumper and he had no teeth and his name was Peter. And I relayed all of this to the mother. She said, oh, my God, and she burst into tears. Peter, who always felt the cold, had been this child's um, great-grandfather. It was the grandfather of his own father. So this was Ethan's great-grandfather, whose name was Peter, who had no teeth, always felt the cold, came and collected this little boy. He didn't know who he was. He just knew that he was good, you know. And all the way down, I know, and, and, and in those days my room was like I, I could see and this little fella and I explained all this to his mum. I said, he's walking down. And I said, it does look like a light to me that he's showing me. And I said, he's holding on to this man's hand. And I said, he's asking him a million questions like, what's happened to your teeth? Why have you – What? why are you wearing a jumper? He was only four. So, you know, <clears throat> when I see these things in readings and I hear these stories from people – who were dear to me, I have to say I have no fear of dying. I know I am going to see my little girl one day and personally I want to see the four-and-a-half-year-old in pigtails. And, you know, I say this a lot, they will present to us in the way that gives us most comfort. So if the most way that gives you most comfort is your little girl at four-and-a-half or what you believe your little girl would have grown to at 40-and-a-half, then that is how they will present so don't ever worry about that. But, you know, I'm going to leave that with you for this Sunday Soul Sessions. Please don't fear death, honestly. Um, from all accounts, life's much scarier. <laughs> from what I've heard, life is way much scarier. Life is a challenge. And the afterlife is where we go home after our challenge. Life is work, afterlife is rest. That's the way you've got to think about it. Um, <clears throat> so I was going to leave it with you, but I also want to just say one more thing before I go any further. People are going to say, what about heaven and hell? Oh, yeah. Okay, this is what I truly believe, and I will say it probably every podcast I ever do. There is life, there is afterlife. On earth is heaven and hell and the in-between. And let me explain this to you. If you were ever scared of going to hell, the chances are the only place you're going to go to hell is here on earth. Hell is a state of mind that we endure on earth, okay? And so, but there are places on earth that are just heaven, absolutely heaven, 100% heaven. And then we're all there, then there's us in the middle here. We're neither ever having a heavenly experience or a hell-like experience. We're just living our time. Okay? That's life. And the afterlife is living your time without the aches and pains, money worries, and all the other stuff that you have in life. Okay? Still full visibility of your people. You can still see everyone. You still know what's going on, but you don't have to have all that. You know, achy body stuff, illnesses and all that type of stuff. That's for life. The reason we come to earth is to experience all the things that, that earth and life has to offer. Because one thing we are not in the afterlife is physical. Okay? So earth is very physical. We don't have, you know, you don't, it's physical. We get to eat on earth. We get to taste food on earth. And that, that's not in the afterlife. You're just resting. All right? So <clears throat> I am going to leave that with you now. Gosh, 
you almost got rid of me. But I, I really do want you guys to. I hope I hope this helps you guys who have a little bit of a fear of death. I really do, um, and I hope I've explained it thoroughly enough. And I hope you can understand that we truly are spirits having or souls having a human experience, and um, and one day we will go to our home and we will be okay. All right, I'm going to leave that with you, and I will be. And I will be talking to you tomorrow. This is Sunday Soul Sessions. Thank you for joining me. She talks to angles. Oops, angels. <laughs> You'll come back now. <laughs>